0: I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Kristen, who called with a problem that she calls opportunistic eating. So what that means is that she will often find herself at events or conferences or even just at work randomly and compulsively eating free food that just happens to be laying around. So normally she has a very awesome health style. She eats healthy, she enjoys it. And, you know, she doesn't want to deprive herself of, of sweet treats. You know, she generally has a good relationship with food. But in these cases, she almost blacks out. Like she doesn't know what, you know, she's not aware of her behavior. And before she knows it, she's like two donuts deep, like and like grocery store donuts, not not good donuts. So she called to figure out, how she can stop this behavior because she feels like it's the one like chink in her armor for getting her health style right where she wants it. And she still would like to lose a couple pounds and knows that this is contributing to that. So I know this is a super common problem. And, and so it was it was interesting for me to, to work it out with her. Uh, we came up with a few different strategies that I think will be super helpful for her. So obviously, the first part for her is going to be bringing awareness to the behavior. One of the things that I figured out once we started talking was that she doesn't really know what's going on like there's no conscious thought or even a rationalization around what she's doing and so we talk about the importance of mindfulness and bringing that awareness to this issue just so that we can know what's going on and uh, you know not surprisingly she had some reservations around mindful eating and you know tries to do it but doesn't really like it like everybody who first starts mindful eating. It's very, very normal. So we talk about uh, how to get through that. And then once she has a little bit of awareness around the behavior, we talk about some strategies she can use to maybe divert that behavior into something that is way more fun and way more enjoyable for her because she does not like this at all. She doesn't enjoy the food she eats. She overeats sometimes and sometimes feels sick afterwards. And so this is really something that she feels like isn't contributing to her quality of life and would love to be able to divert the behavior if she can. So there's a lot of great stuff in here, a lot of great tips, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Hi, Kristen. Welcome
1: to the show. Hi, thank you. How can I help you today? Well, I have this um, I have this odd habit. It shows up in lots of places, but it all seems to kind of tie back to the same thing and it's I, I call it opportunistic eating <laughs> so i sort of I sort of eat out of opportunity, not because I decided to or it's really delicious and um I do it in all kinds of different situations and I'm just really trying to figure out why so I can stop doing it. I, I feel like I have a fairly healthy you know, health style and, um, I eat fairly well. And, and it's interesting because I think most people would say, oh, you eat so well, you eat so healthy. And I do, except for when I don't, I really don't. <laughs> it's like the extreme opposite. And, um, it's usually maybe sometimes not around people, or they don't see see that side, and it's sort of the side I'd like to <laughs> eliminate or wrangle at least. <laughs> okay, is this something you've been doing your entire life? Probably. I'm I'm not sure, but I think so.
0: Okay, so you don't remember ever a time when this wasn't in, something you did?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay,
0: so I would love more details like are you just like wandering through the grocery store and eating all the free <laughs> stuff
1: or like what um it's not not so much the grocery store but lots of uh, other situations and and i guess i should say it's always things that i i I would say i don't eat normally or that i'm like oh no i i never have xyz except for then i do um and so it's sort of you know things i was sort of labeled junkie and i'm not against like I love dessert and sweets and that sort of thing, and so it ends up being those kind of things, but not good quality ones. And so then I end up eating all of these, you know, sort of poorer quality versions of stuff. And then I never have the good stuff because I sort of feel badly like I've already, I've already filled up my. Oh, uh, you've quota. blown
0: the calories. I have. I've wasted blo- blown them it
1: exactly on on things that weren't worth it instead of the thing probably I really would have Mm. been happy to blow the calories on. So, um, it's always sort of situations where there's just like food available that I didn't choose. You know, I didn't, I didn't buy it or I didn't order it, but it's just there. So it's, um, sometimes like stuff, you know, in our kitchen, at the office, things that people bring in or, or often that are left over, which makes it even like sort of more gross. So like <laughs> we had an event and there were, you know, packaged cookies from Costco. And at the event I did not have any because I'm like, nah, eh, they don't look that good. I'm not going to have any. And then like two days later they're in the kitchen and I'm eating them. So now they're like two <laughs> days stale on top of I didn't even think they were good to begin with. Which makes no sense, right? Right. Or like like even today we a couple of us went to lunch at a this deli down the street and they have Free ice cream. And I'm like, oh, I'll get some ice cream. In. And then later I noticed I thought, oh, the other people I went with didn't have it. And probably because it's not that good. It's sort of icy and, you know, it's, it's just not that good. And, but it was like, but it's there and it's free. And so I have it. It's sort of like when things are there and free and available, I almost feel like kind of compelled to eat them even when they're not, I would not say they're good.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I have so many questions. So <laughs> is what, what's going on in your head when this goes on?
1: Often nothing, which is sort of interesting. Like I've thought about it. I've sort of, you know, tried to sort of pay attention. I've I've been really working on my habits and thinking about my habits lately and reading about habits. And so I keep thinking, well, if I could sort of catch myself, maybe I would say, oh no, wait, you know, don't do that. That's that's not what you want. Or redirect myself or something. But it's sort of like I'm not thinking about anything. It's it's almost after the fact, I think, why did I eat that? i mm. like, that wasn't that good. You know, I, I regret it afterwards. But I don't intentionally think, oh, that you know, that looks good. I'm going to go have that. It's like, I'm so not they thinking aren't conscious about it at but is, all.
0: Is it like, ooh, free food? Like I have this picture of Homer Simpson. Yes, I, I think so. Like, ooh, floor pie. <laughs> 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 um, so like, there, are they not conscious thoughts or are they? Or is there some like primal sort of, ooh, yum, yum? Or I, I
1: don't know. I'm sort I'm of, of thinking like, I'm like, oh, look, cookies or whatever, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's probably something as basic as that. Okay.
0: So we'll call it subconscious. Uh, yeah because you don't doesn't sound like you have a good reason no okay and is the main reason you don't want to do this that it prevents you from eating the good desserts
1: I think that and also I I've been working really hard to lose a few extra pounds I've never been really overweight but always like slightly overweight and so I've, I've worked really hard to to you know get back to or get down to it's more of an, an quote unquote normal weight, kind of a healthier weight. And um, I've, I'm like struggling with those last few pounds or like I, I get where I want to be and then I gain a few pounds and back and forth. And this is definitely something I've noticed that is one of the things that's causing that. And And yes, then I would say, well, if I'm going to choose to have, you know, desserts and things, I'd rather have really delicious ones. Like there's an awesome bakery in my neighborhood. I never go there. I'd rather go there and get a slice of amazing cake than eat all this other junk. Right. But, but like you said, I'm sort of blowing it with these things. And then, and then, you know, it's making it hard to maintain my weight. So I'd rather not have any of it <laughs> for a couple of reasons, I guess. I see. So there's, it's just
0: not like you, you don't feel like you're getting the most value out of your food choices. And also, you'd kind of like to lose a few pounds and you know, it's not helping.
1: Yes, it's it's the thing that's getting my way. And I guess I go back to like most people would say, oh, you eat so healthy. It's like, yeah, I, I do. But then, like I say, except for then I don't like either <laughs> right, that right. or I have like three donuts that were not good and from the grocery store. That was my
0: next question was how much of these things are you eating?
1: Uh, Sometimes just a little, but sometimes way more than I should, like more than I'm happy that I ate, you know, like sometimes I will, I'll eat like two donuts, which to me is a lot. I'm a small person and you know, then I don't feel good.
0: (laughs) Okay. So there's an unconscious level on both the choice of the food and the amount of the food. Yeah. Okay. So you're in some auto loop. That's hard to stop. Yeah. Okay that's pretty straightforward (laughs) um so the sounds like the issue here it's not like you're rationalizing this at least not on a on a conscious level is that right
1: no no sounds like you're very like
0: like logically you're very like anti this behavior
1: yes absolutely
0: and 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 i have you ever 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 been like whoa what am i doing this is a horrible idea And like being able to like walk away or have you ever consciously been like, this is a horrible idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, is that either of those ever happened?
1: That's what I do. I mean, literally I'll be eating. I'm like eating this cookie from Costco or wherever like, wow, this isn't very good. But instead of just throwing away the other half, I finished it. I ate the rest of it. (laughs) Like I will catch myself like, whoa, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm going to keep eating.
0: (laughs) Okay. So it's almost like there's nothing in your mind that knows how to turn the corner. Yeah. And say, "Wait, wait, wait. Plan B, <laughs> abort, abort."
1: <laughs> yes. It's like once I've I've already got on that on that train, I'm just on it. Okay. So
0: there is so there's a trigger, like some for some reason free food. Is it
1: usually sugar or just um usually. But I guess I that's mean, just sometimes... what free food usually
0: is. But <laughs> does yeah. it happen with or, pizza and stuff? You
1: know, yeah, junky stuff. No, well, I'm I'm allergic to wheat, so I don't eat a lot of things like pizza dough and stuff bother me. Um, although baked goods don't, you know, surprisingly. That makes no sense. But sometimes it'll they'll be th- like salty nuts or something, but I don't even, I don't feel badly about those sort of things as much. I don't eat a lot of, like chips or anything like that. So it's mostly sweets, baked goods, you know, cake and doughnuts, cookies. It doesn't make
0: kind. any sense that pizza dough would bother you and... And donuts I know. wouldn't it's not the wheat. It's something else.
1: Yeah.
0: It could be yeah. dough conditioner or something.
1: Yeah, or something, the yeast or something about yeah. it. It's like breads and things I don't I can't eat, but huh. but oh no, give me a good cookie and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um all right. So what have you
0: how like how long have you been trying to stop this?
1: I mean I I would sort of say forever. Except I don't think I've really been that aware of it until recently. I've just sort of noticed, like, "Hey, whoa, Wait a minute!" Like, I would say that I I knew that I ate a lot of sweets that I didn't, you know, want to, but I didn't really notice the habit of it. Got
0: it. The unconscious, like, loop part of it.
1: Yeah. Like recently, I was just like, "Oh, this this is sort of a thing that I do in." you know, all kinds of situations. And it, it also can be like, you're at an event. I have to go to business events or like a conference. And like, none of that food is good. Yeah. Like food at conferences is not good. That's horrible. It's horrible. It's fine, but it's not like, you know, anything stellar.
0: Yeah. So when you say recently, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, Maybe the past
1: couple of months. Okay. And have you done the mindful meal challenge? I have. I did do it. It it is challenging for me. It's challenging for me to just eat and not do something else, which I've been really making myself do. But it's almost like I just want to get done with it so I can move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. I want to finish eating
1: so I can move on. Yeah, it's hard for everyone. Yeah,
0: it's super uncomfortable, and especially by the way, when you are—I mean, because the food you're eating—I mean, you're on like dopamine stream, right? Like, you're just compulsive behavior. It's not, like you've said, it's not conscious. It's not enjoyable. You're getting nothing out of it. So you're on this, like, the last thing on earth that our brains want to do is, like, interrupt a dopamine cycle. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh-uh, <laughs> hell no. Like, there's,
1: right. like, no way I'm stopping this. Right. And and with, like, my my regular meals or my snacks that I have... You know, I definitely like put it on a plate and I sit down and I enjoy it, but these aren't that, like, I'm not putting that donut on a plate and saying and enjoying it. I'm like standing in the office kitchen, just eating it. Right. So it's not mindful. Like I, I may be more mindful about my meals, but these things are sort of in a different category. Sure.
0: (laughs) But I just wanted to point out that if it's hard when you are conscious and actually sitting down and having a conscious normal meal, guess how much harder it's going to be when you're not
1: yes absolutely
0: that's why the practice is important because like you have no chance like if you can't do it you know like in your like boring oatmeal breakfast like there's no way like cookies at 3 p.m in a high stress day is gonna you know what i mean like there's just right there's no way so the practice i would say is something that is going to give you a lot of ammo there mm-hmm. because step one is pause you know, step one is stopping and being like, what is actually going on here? Right. Because it's hard to fix something if you don't know what's happening.
1: Right. Because it's like I don't catch myself to, until I'm too far down the path to stop it. Right. Like I need, I need to catch myself before I start. Right.
0: What you need to be able to do is you need to be able to notice the trigger. Yes. As consciously. Being like, whoa, right. like that's it. That's the feeling. This <laughs> right. feeling sucks and it makes me want to eat cookies really bad. But at least... Being aware of what it is, right, what it feels like, and have that cause a conscious act rather than like, you know, bring that to like, oh, this is that thing that I do. Like, this is that thing that happens. Because I mean, you have to like, this is all happening in your head, right? Like, it's like, that's a <laughs> it's a black box to me. And right now it's a black box to you. But like, you have the best data because you live in there, too. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes. And, you know, it's interesting now that you said that, like you said, trigger, and I was saying, well, what is the trigger? And it's like, it's the visual of it. Like I'm, I'm a very visual person and it's seeing it. And so if I cover something or if I put it somewhere where I don't see it, you know, that sort of outside, out of mind really does work for me. Wow which is interesting, but these situations are always situations where I don't have the control to do that. Like if I'm at home and there's, you know, a cake or whatever, I, I can choose to put it away or do something with it. But if I'm at a conference, I can't like cover up all the cookies. So, but I, like, I think the trigger is really the visual of seeing it. I don't know what to do about that, but. I just realized that. Yeah, I know. That's
0: that's a really good insight. Uh, there, and the reason it's a good insight is because if you can understand the trigger, you can be more conscious of how you respond to it. Because if I say to you, hey, I'm going to show you some cookies. You want them? What would you say? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> right. Like, like if, if you can bring it to your rational attention, you'll realize how ridiculous that is, right? Like I'm not saying... I just baked the most amazing cookies. By the way, I won the baking cookie contest last year. And and these are the best cookies you will ever taste. Would you like one?
1: <gasps> the- and I would say yes because that sounds like it's worth it. <laughs> exactly. And that's a ra- that's a rational decision and that's
0: a good decision. Whereas look, here is some cookies that have been sitting out for 2 days from a conference last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> is like but like it, you know, it's good to know that like if, if there's a visual component that you have the ability to recognize that is completely ridiculous. Yeah. That's something that can stop you in your tracks. Nobody wants yeah. to be ridiculous. Right.
1: <laughs> it's sort of like turning it off, though. Like, I can't unsee it. Like, once I've seen it, I can't unsee it. So say I come, you know, I walk into the kitchen and the morning is like, oh, a box of donuts. And once I've seen them, I know they're there.
0: Mm-hmm. And what happens?
1: You know, if I had never, if I had never walked in there and I didn't know they were there, I wouldn't be thinking about donuts, whatever. I, I don't buy them. It doesn't, you know, they're not even in my mind. But once I saw them, it's like, they're constantly like back there. I know they're there. It's like they got implanted <laughs> in my brain.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so that sounds like you actually do talk yourself into it a little bit.
1: Maybe. Or, or I can't, um. I can't stop thinking about it. And finally I give in. So you're trying to actively stop thinking about it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like on first pass, I'll be like, Oh, no, thanks. And then it's like, you know, walk by there again, walk by there again. Like at a conference, I eat much healthier the first day than the last day. Oh, it's almost like you down? I've, I've been worn down. Your right? willpower gets tested. And finally I'm just, I'm exhausted. I give in. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just like powering through, but after a while, it
0: just wears out. Yeah, that's yeah. That that's actually a good insight as well, right? Because that means like in some situations, you can you can hold out if there's if there's an end in sight, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like it's like I only I just have to make it till Friday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so we've we've learned a few things. We learned that you're visually triggered. We learned that when the idea is implanted in your mind, it doesn't go away if the visual goes away. Mm-hmm. And that once the visual is there, it requires willpower for you to not automatically respond to that trigger. Right. So one of the things that is a benefit of the mindful practice is when it, t- it helps you... So when, when you're like, when, you know, when you said you were doing the mindful eating, you would be bored and like, want to get it over with. <laughs> right. So that is an uncomfortable feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. that That's also one of those thoughts, a sticky thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like you keep thinking, like it's something that your mind keeps going back to, gosh, this is boring. <laughs> right. Or gosh, like how much longer, like... God, am I still still chewing, seriously? Still chewing.
1: <laughs>
0: God, remind me next time to eat bread instead of vegetables. This is taking forever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so when you're doing a mindful practice in a fairly benign setting, those those are the types of thoughts that come up, right? Mm-hmm. Totally normal. Nobody wants to just sit and be mindful. It's like our brains want to be doing something. Mm-hmm. They feel bored, like really easily. And being present... It doesn't seem rewarding, the like like we convince ourselves that it's not rewarding in the same way that doing the next thing is going to be right or doing whatever our brain tells us is going to be exciting. The dopamine thing, yeah. One of the things that comes up with the practice is you can start to realize that your brain does this, right? That your brain's like, here's oh, here's my brain being bored again. Here's my brain telling me you shouldn't be doing this. This is a waste of your time. Let's get this over with and move on to something more exciting. Right. And the more you practice that, you can realize, oh, like that is my brain resisting being present Mm -hmm. because this is an uncomfortable thing. And the practice is to say, that's an uncomfortable thing. And I'm cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like because you're judging it like like there's sort of an automatic thought and then a judgment. I'm bored. I want this over. This is bad. I shouldn't be doing it. Like there's a negative association with that. Right.
1: As to. Rather than like, I'm bored and that's okay. Rather than like,
0: I'm bored. That's because my mind is a puppy that's totally untrained and childlike and refuses to be present. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's my job right now is to say, hey, that's cool. Good for you. Like you're you're just starting out at this thing. What am I supposed to be doing again? Right. Like (laughs) tasting my food. And so in the mindful practice, what you do in that one of the things that it's hard to do at the beginning, but over time, what you learn to do is remember that actually eating isn't boring, especially if you're eating something you chose consciously to eat, mm-hmm. you know, that's good for tasting, good for you, you know, interesting textures, all that. And or, or even if the food isn't good which happens, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, the mechanics of eating are interesting. Like, oh, I'm, or just watching your own mind react to things is interesting. Like, why am I so anti eating right now? Like, why do I really want to be like checking my email? Email sucks. Why am I so excited about that? (laughs) Right. And so you can start to get curious about why your brain is acting so weird.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, why it's telling you to do things you don't want to do. And why it's unsatisfied with the present moment when everything is actually totally fine. Right. So this is good practice because when you are triggered, it can give you a whole lot of ammo for so the first thing is the pause, right? And I talk about this a lot in on the show. Because in order to, to break automatic habits, you need to be aware of them. Right. Like, they don't break on their own. That's
1: the biggest thing. Yeah, it's like I'm not even aware of it when I'm starting into it. Right. And once you start to become aware of it, you
0: can start to examine it. Like, you sort of get it. You get insights in that way. You know, you're like, oh. Like, for instance, you might find out that, yes, there's a visual component. And, yes, it happens at conferences. But maybe it only happens in work environments because you're stressed. You know, maybe you have stress around people social events or I don't know. There's like lots of little things. Like there might be more to this than see food, eat food.
1: I think it probably is. It's probably, well, like at work, I'm probably looking for a break or something like things aren't sitting at my desk, obviously. So I'm wandering off somewhere else Mm. and maybe I'm seeking a break or something like that. Or yeah, like in social situations, um, I guess I'm a little anxious. I don't mind other people, but I'm an introvert. Like I'd just, I'd rather go home. Yeah. (laughs) I'm there because I need to be, not because I'm excited to be there. Um, so yeah, it's probably a a diversion from something else.
0: Yeah. That's a really good insight. And you know what? Sometimes it's like a traumatic thing. Like you're like, or not necessarily a traumatic thing, but like for some people, it's really hard to be in social and things. For some people, it's just like an automatic thing they do. And a compulsion for whatever the reason is, compulsion you know it's not it's like it doesn't have to be a big deal (laughs) like it doesn't have to like be some deep introverted tendency that you're never gonna like you might just be able to be like oh it's uncomfortable but like it's fine (laughs) i don't need to eat Mm -hmm. to fix it Mm -hmm. like i can just like do my job and like get through this hour and a half and you know if i need a break i can like wander to the water station by myself or whatever (laughs) right (laughs) like it doesn't like and you realize you're fine without the thing that you think you desperately need or that your brain has convinced you that you desperately need
1: yeah it's interesting i was reading a book actually one of your other guests mentioned it the power of habit i think it's called Mm -hmm. and they were talking about this uh, situation, this person was trying to figure out like they always went and got a cookie at three 30 in the afternoon and sort of testing all these different theories of what it was like, do I want something sweet? Do I want a break? Do I want social interaction or whatever? And figuring out with social interaction, it wasn't about the cookie at all.
0: Yeah. And cheap social interaction. It was gossip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes that's it. Sometimes like our brains are just tired,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and they want to do something else. And Eating sounds like a rewarding activity, you know, sort of at a subconscious level, it does anyway. And so we do it. Right. And it's not complicated.
1: (laughs) So maybe I need to figure out what, what the thing is that I'm actually looking for. That would be a great start. That, That has sent me wandering to the dessert table or the, you know, the kitchen or whatever it is.
0: That would be a great start. Yeah, and it's because it basically it it gives you the opportunity to call BS on yourself because you know you don't want this stuff. Right. Uh, and okay, so there's a few other things. Um, right, because you know you don't want this stuff. And actually bringing that, like if another benefit of bringing awareness to these situations is enabling you to remember that. So my friend, Yoni Friedhoff, I don't know if you guys know his website, it's called Weighty Matters. I link to it a lot on Friday posts. Uh, he's brilliant. He's an obesity uh, researcher in Ottawa, Canada, and and he has a fantastic book called The Diet Fix. And in his book, he talks about how basically, I mean, he, we have a lot in common. And one of his things is like deprivation and hunger are like pretty much a huge cause of obesity because they cause <laughs> us to do to like do irrational things and then overdo it later. And so what he always says is like nothing is off limits, nothing is off limits. And you have to like believe that in your heart. And, but when you wanna have something, you should ask yourself two questions. One, is it worth it, actually? And just force yourself to bring that to the conscious part of your mind. Right. And the second one, it, cause sometimes the answer is yes, right? Right. <laughs> like, like you were saying, but a lot of the time the answer is no. Right. And then the second part is how much of it do I need to be happy? And not like fake happy, yeah, like real happy, like actually satisfied. And stop there. And bringing those two conscious questions to your eating behaviors is super powerful. But you need to be able to pause and recognize you're doing it first.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that is is really powerful. Because I think like, so I get the idea that you don't want to deprive yourself, but I would say, I do want to deprive myself of the junkier things. Like if I'm going to have a donut, I want to have a really good donut from this local place that is great, not three from the grocery store. So I don't want to deprive myself of of the joy of the thing, but I want to have the good one, not unconsciously eat the one that I didn't really want anyway. So that idea of like, is it really worth it? But then also how much do I need to be happy? That's that's very interesting. I like that.
0: Yeah. And actually, this is a strategy. You just made me realize I actually do that a lot. Like one of my strategies I use, like if we all get a little bit triggered by the smell of even crappy donuts sitting around, it's like, oh, they still
1: smell good. Yeah, They still
0: smell like sugar <laughs> and flour and fat. But one of the things that comes up for me all the time, I like look at I like I, I you know, I, I think about it and I look at it and then I think to my and I but then like it doesn't take me long to recognize if it's going to be a crappy one. And, but I know where the good ones are. Right. Like, I I know, like, if I'm going to eat a donut, I know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I actually tell myself, like, literally, like, on, like, almost like a subconscious sort of, I mean, on, a, on almost a conscious level, it happens very quickly, but I'm like, oh, oh, no, I'd rather just go to Tartine. Or no, I'd rather just go to Blue Star Donuts. Or, you know, like, right. And like, I, you know, in my brain, I've almost just let myself have the donut. Or this treat. Cause I'm not saying, no, don't have that one. Right. I'm saying, oh, if I'm going to, if I want, like, I can literally leave right now <laughs> and go get, <laughs> <laughs> or if I can't, I can get, I could definitely wait an hour for a good one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that, that's actually a strategy that I use a lot that I, you're just now making me realize that I do. And it's interesting because it's not, it doesn't feel like deprivation when you frame it that way. It feels like, yeah. why would I do that to myself?
1: Yeah, I really like that. It's like basically sort of asking like, so I can have a cookie. Like nobody said, I can't have a cookie, but is this the version I want? Right. Is this the cookie I want? Or if I'm going to have one, where is it that I would purposefully go get it from instead of this random thing sitting in front of me?
0: Right. And you might need to actually convince yourself that you w- can actually really do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like you might need to schedule in a couple of bakery trips.
1: I might need to actually go do it, which is fine.
0: (laughs) I'm not not opposed to that. But it is hard when you feel like, yeah, but I kind of still need to lose
1: weight. Yeah, but if I stopped eating a lot of junk and occasionally had a few really good things, I think I'd still lose weight. You definitely would.
0: Yeah. You definitely would. But it can be hard to justify that. I'm not actually afraid of that idea. Okay, good, 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 good. So yeah, so like that might be, but that might need to be something you start doing sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. to prove to yourself that like no really i don't want to eat that crappy donut like no really i don't want to eat those crappy cookies right do you have like places like with like those particular things in mind where you like like i have all those places like i know where i would eat pizza i know where i would eat fries (laughs) i know where i would eat cookies i know where i would eat bread pudding like i know all the things the ice cream all of it like it's never from a grocery store like where is it from for you
1: Um, I'm sure I would for some things. And then to be honest, like there's some other bakeries, like there's a really good gluten-free bakery here in our city that I've never gone to. So I could go there and get something that's uh, apparently people say is really good, but I've never even tried it Hmm. because I'm busy eating other things I don't want apparently. (laughs) So um, some things for sure, like if I wanted a slice of cake, I know exactly where I would go. (sighs) But um, there are other things that I'm not really sure, but there are places I'd like to try.
0: Cool. So even if it's a random treat, then you can be like, if I'm going to have some random sweetness,
1: mm-hmm. I'm going to go try angry. I'm just going to go there see what they're all about. Everybody loves them, apparently. Okay. So
0: and yeah. maybe even planted in your mind. I'm going after work. You might not do it. You might not want to after work,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> but like, or like in the morning or whatever. You know, like sort of put in your mind. Like, not only is this possible. Like, I can I can act on this plan. Mm-hmm. And see how that helps.
1: Yeah. I like that idea because I, you know, like I sort of said in the beginning, it's like, well, I wouldn't mind having like really good treats. But then as I think about it, it's like, I never even do. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, because I feel like I've already, I've already taken up that space with other things. Yeah.
0: And I, and I definitely <laughs> noticed that when you said that at the beginning of the show. It's like, well, we got to stop that. Cause
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you're never having it because you're always having the wrong one, then you're actually yeah. never having the good one. That means you're yeah. always sort of, in limbo and you're never really getting what you want.
1: <laughs> right. I think that's it. Ultimately, I never, I never, like I had the not so good ice cream today. So now I won't have, you know, good ice cream from wherever that would be later. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. So th- I realized that like, the nice thing about this strategy is it cuts the willpower off. Because once you sort of have in your mind a plan to do something, like you don't have to obsess about it anymore. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that later. So you can like go back to whatever. And nine times
1: out of 10, I'll probably forget and not even do it. But but if I don't and I do it, that's okay too.
0: Right. And then actually that's a good strategy because if you try something like that and it doesn't work, you know, there might be some deeper thing going on still. Like we were talking about earlier, maybe it's a stress thing or maybe Mm -hmm. there's something else that also needs to be met. You know, maybe it's not just the food trigger, but maybe it is just the food trigger, you know, like, but we don't know yet (laughs) because you've only just responded to it and never questioned it. Right. Cool, right? Yeah, that's great. Do you feel I like? like that. Do you feel like you have a plan?
1: Yeah, I feel like I have. I have some things to try,
0: <laughs> and
1: that's all you can do. Yeah, right. Like until
0: you, it's experimental. Yeah, because it's like, like I said, like when you're dealing with your subconscious, it, it's a black box, and like the only way to understand how it works is to come up with a hypothesis. You know, so pay attention, you know, pay attention, come up with a little mini hypothesis about what's causing it and what might work to satisfy it and test it out experientially because logically isn't going to help. You can't think your way out of these problems, see <laughs> so if you can sort of experience <laughs> it and see what the outcome is. If it fails, try something else. You know, why, you know, ask yourself, why did it fail? What was the, what was the thing that wasn't enough, you know, that caused me to keep do it anyway? And and then try something different the next time. Or maybe it does work and you're like, well, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Now all I know is I just need to just come up with a plan to eat a cookie at the angry bakery or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And um and you, you know, and you find out you'd rarely do that and in three months you're down seven pounds, and you're like, that was cool.
1: <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll barely drive over there, but sometimes maybe I will. I also think um that being aware piece of it uh, hopefully will help me like stop eating something when like, if I have a couple bites, I'm like, Oh, this isn't very good. Well, right now I just keep eating it Mm -hmm. instead of like, Oh, this isn't very good. I'm going to put it down so that later I can go get the thing. I really, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what cookie would be good X instead of just continuing to, to still eat it, even though I'm not even enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Compare it to what's, what it should be in your mind. I'm a snob, so I do that automatically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Are you kidding me? How could you eat that? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But like, you, like you, like we talked about at the beginning, it's it's hard to do that when you're on on like the autopilot loop, right? But right, if you can bring the consciousness and be like, and actually taste it, so that's another benefit of the mindful challenge. Is it it teaches you how to taste your food because mm-hmm. it's not something that we remember to do all the time. <laughs> and Christ. and when you taste it and you're like, actually, eh, meh, not so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not that hard once you've experienced that feeling.
1: Yeah. That, that would be a new thing for me, but I'm going to try it.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for you. It's a really
1: powerful tool because like I said, it takes the willpower out.
0: Yeah. It's a, ch- it becomes a choice you're making because you want something better. Right. And you deserve something better. And there is something better
1: right around the corner. So what the heck are you doing? <laughs> right. Like, stop. Just stop having that. and Go get the good thing. Whether I get it or not, just diverting my attention. Right. Because that's the problem. Or, to to your, catch your attention. myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's like, that's the whole, that's what mindfulness is, is your attention on the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting your attention back on the right spot which is reality. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Seriously, it's like, it's funny. It's like we think like like, this big, like mystical thing. It's like mindfulness. It's like just paying attention to reality right now. (laughs) Sort of like another way of saying it, you know, because everything else is in your mind. Right. You know, the story you're telling yourself about why you need to keep shoveling stale cookies into your mouth.
1: Right. Right.
0: Cool. Well, I am excited for you. And I please, please, please come tell me how this goes because I'm super curious and hopefully a lot of people benefit from this because I think we, I think we tapped into something cool here. Yeah, I think so too. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting, and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.